One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dynamite was a night full of returns. We got the Young Bucks making their return. We got, uh, oh man, there was another one. Britt Baker. Not, did Britt Baker, was that classified yeah. as a return? Yeah, they just been on TV for a few weeks. Britt Baker made her return, but I swear there was another one that wasn't the Sting. Sting also kind of returned. Wardlow. Wardlow hasn't, return. Hasn't been seen since Yeah, that's film. a good point. Good, loads of people, but most notably, the thumbnail image for this video. Didn't do that, did he? No, didn't stop. <laughs> no, he was too busy showing off his new chair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see my chair. Jeff Hardy has returned to AEW and wrestling. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. Watch out for this guy. Watch out for this guy with his hot takes, everyone. Oh, here comes the hot stepper. <laughs> I was saying to Luke before this started. I don't even think they're hot takes. I'm in a position. Twitter has put me in a position now where I don't even re- think these are hot takes. Yeah. It's Kong Skull Island. I'm just talking sense. <laughs> Everyone else is an idiot. Please press the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below with what you thought of AEW Dynamite, and send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. So this episode, pr- pretty fun, pretty pretty average episode of Dynamite. I'd say, you know, most people would probably agree, 73%, 3 out of 5 <laughs> show. Uh, but Jeff Hardy was the, the most newsworthy thing yeah. that happened. I feel like it's a return we've just been waiting on. because Dreading? Uh, dreading, I think, is a strong word. Yeah, yeah. But um, what's, what's less than dreading? Uh... What is concerned. Concern- I don't know if I would say concerned either. Mm. I just feel like we, we've basically been on the countdown for this. Like ever since Matt Hardy got himself into a new storyline where he needed to be saved by someone, <laughs> I was like, all right, so we're on the countdown to, mm. to Jeff coming back and Matt's doing his podcast every week where he's like, hey man, I think Jeff's doing great. <laughs> I think he's in a real good place right now. I think he's ready for an AEW return. So, you know, just been waiting for that. Um, so when Matt Hardy got was getting beaten down, I thought, okay, well, here comes the the Jeff return then. Oh, you thought you, you saw I, this? I, I thought it might be coming and then, out, and then Hook came out, and mm. I was like, ah, oh, idiot! Of course, it's Hook. Hook's involved in this storyline. Yes, Hook was part of the very complicated legal contract that Matt Hardy had fooled Ethan Page to sign, but Ethan Page didn't read it, and now can't read it. And Matt said 
that one of the stipulations of the contract was that he can get out of the deal and he's now out of the deal but he also needs to have a match with Ethan Page where he gets to pick the stipulation and then he's out of his deal got it in one as, as I've written in my it's notes not it, that, it's not that complicated he talks about contracts or something and it will lead to a match uh, the, the great thing about this really contrived contract angle is that Matt Hardy really should have just put in and now we are free of all obligations yeah. to Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway. Considering that he was the one who put in the stipulation yeah. that if <laughs> say you lose to Hook, that means that I can then ask you for a match to get out of my contract. Ah, uh, 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 but <laughs> but Brainy Matt's got one more up on oh, you. Big Brain Matt. I get to pick the stipulation. <laughs> Maybe the stipulation should be just you're just legally done with each other. Yeah, well, we I mean we know what the stipulation is going to be. It's going to be a, a deletion match. Oh, you think? Well, what else is it going to be? TLC. Like, yeah, yeah, ladder match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess That's, so. yeah. I thought TLC. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so like when Hook came down, I was like, ah, oh, of course, idiot me. Of course it's Hook. Uh, and then when Hook got beaten down, I then had the thought of like, I wonder, I wonder if it will be Jeff. Mm. And then sure enough, out comes Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Showing off his new chair. He I, didn't have the free hands to do that. He was like, hey man, I painted a face on this chair. You <laughs> like it? Chair proper looks like me and Tempers were looking at it earlier. Because it's actually one we got in the thumbnail image. The chair is going... <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeff just smushed his face on it. <laughs> oh, it's nice and cold, well, this chair. Wipe my face on this chair, man. <laughs> and then he ran down to the ring, cleared house. The crowd went banana. Yeah, huge pop. Huge pop for the Jeff Hardy return. And my first thought was... Oh, well, Ollie will have some hot takes on this, I'm sure. <laughs> Look, I, I've i not really got much to say on this because I've said it over and over again every time this happens with Jeff. We're testament to the guy. Everyone loves him so much, which is not a love I have. Like, Jeff Hardy is just one of those guys. Never been one of your guys. Not one of my guys. I, I don't, there's no, like character substance for me to sink my teeth in. You've never had the nostalgic love for him, even no. though you were like you were watching wrestling during the TLC era, mm. but I feel like Jeff is sort of like on the lower down of things. Yeah. I think even going back to 2016, you were more Matt Hardy, oh, actually, yeah. the, the guy of the Hardy Boys, it turns out. Finally, it turns out it was Matt all along. I got really into Matt Hardy, and I guess if Jeff's there, brother Nero, <laughs> love him. Anyway, so he comes more of a back. Willow guy, that's <laughs> But the, uh, yeah, it's just, if I, I if I was running a wrestling company, there is an argument to be said where Jeff Hardy, huge name, de like definite ratings, needle mover. He sells tickets. Kind of. He, I don't know if that argument holds up these days. That's a good point, because there was a point in time when the reason why he was always brought in for companies was because he sold tickets mm. he sold merchandise <clears throat> one of tna's biggest mistakes they ever made was turning him heel because like austin in 01 it drove away some of their house show business and it dropped off some of their merchandise business when jeff was just before he left wwe in the late noughties he was number two behind john cena as merchandise seller. Yeah, he has been a huge deal mm. within wrestling i remember when you and i reviewed it was 15 years ago almost uh victory road 2011 that that show we reviewed mm. that for uh for patreon so patreon.com forward slash rest talk go and hear our review of that very sad show it's not even funny well that's it like a lot of people have asked if that's oh people are requesting for that to go into worst match ever but we have categorically said that's not being done on worst match ever but it is the worst match ever but in an uncomfortable way it's not fun mm. like I, i've reviewed that show that episode 
and that match. I'm not yeah. doing it again. Um, but there was like Meltzer wrote in the Observer, and we read at that time, was like he'll always come back because he was in WWE, got fired because of his issues. TNA picked him up. He got let go from TNA because of his issues. WWE picked him up. He got let go because of his issues. TNA picked mm. him up. He got went to Ring Ring of Honor picked him up despite the issues, and then WWE brought him back and then let him go because of issues, and then AEW brought him in. And like within a handful of months, issues arose and off he went again. So, and if you're unaware what the issues were, it's uh, obviously very personal substance abuse issues. It's addiction. But, but then, you know, that's, you know, you get all your help you can for that. But then it's the more criminal aspect where he is drunk driving. So, yes. DUI was the thing that he was arrested for last June, I think. And then he went to rehab and he's been suspended and off TV ever since, only making his return. So it's like nine months, I yeah, guess, almost, later. It feels like almost a year later, yeah. So he's now back, and it's like, Meltzer was right about this 14 years ago. Mm. He will always come back. Like, he will always get his shots because he's a guy that is in, historically a proven ratings draw. And it's basically, I, I'm in the position now where I've I've tried with Jeff and I, I, Jeff, Jeff is one of my guys. Mm. Jeff is always has been one of my guys. And when he came back, I was really excited that he got the pop. He looked in great shape. He looked in, you know, really like the comments. Looked like, happy. Yeah, he looked happy. He looked really great. Matt looked happy for him. And like Matt's probably going to know him better than anyone else. And Matt's like, he's well, like, of course he is. He's <laughs> like, I'm getting out of this firm storyline. Finally, I can do. It. I can get on pay per view again. Um, I'm not stuck on rampage and dark. <laughs> but he's so I'm glad that everyone seems happy. But for me, I, I've I've been burned one too many times mm. by Jeff Hardy, so I'm very much on the remains to be seen bandwagon. You'll wait and see. You'll let it play out. I, I will let this play out mm. um, and see. Like Jeff's run in AEW last time, he had that great match with Derby. Yeah, but but I think you can now look back and they'll be like, probably shouldn't have booked that match. They did the, doing a swanton off a ladder onto the steel steps. Yeah, onto yeah onto chairs. It was like Oof. a chair bridge thing with, with Darby and stuff. Do you remember we got told we were clutching our pearls for for saying that might have been a bit too far? Uh, this is what it comes back to. Back to like if if I was running a wrestling company, I know it's not a it's a contact sport. People are going to get injured. But then you look at someone like Jeff and his history, and you put him out there, and he does spots like that. And you're like, well, that's a pain. That's an objectively painful spot. You can't work that one. You're just going to hurt. I can see how that could knock on to, well, yeah, then he'll take a few more painkillers. And then very quickly, that that pattern of behavior that's been very problematic in the past happens again and gets reinforced. And as a, as a booker and the putting those matches together, I would then feel, oh, well, I probably shouldn't have put him in that match. So I would just not have Jeff in my company. Yeah, and it, that's what you bring in a Jeff Hardy to do. I, that's the, almost the, the sad part of this. Yeah. Is it's you what, can't Matt wrestle. It's what Jeff is. It's what Jeff is known for. You know, his whole WWE career was Michael Hayes telling him, go jump off that ladder. What can you jump off this week? Go find a new spot for you to jump off of. And that's what, you know, if you bring in Sabu for a run, you book yeah. him for a Sabu match. You mm. don't put you don't put Sabu in there with Matt technical wrestling. Like you know, that's not what you. It's not what you. If you're hiring in Sabu, 
I'd be like, I'm going to put you in there against Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> unless I'm putting you with Zack awesome. Zach Sabre Jr. with barbed wire around yeah. the ring, because that also sounds awesome. Well, Zack's just like, I'm not going to run the ropes. <laughs> this is all going to be holds in the middle of the ring. Oh, I mean, Zack would tell an amazing <laughs> Maybe that was a terrible example. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, I know what you're trying to say. Exactly. So you bring in Jeff to do... Like, so the Young Bucks match at Double or Nothing, I think a lot of people forget happened yeah. because it, it, it weren't great. And I remember doing the live reactions to that and that feeling of, Oh, this, this is mm. not this is not good because I love that the, the Hardys Young Bucks feud in in Ring of Honor it's like it's, oh yeah it's classic stuff and you sort of run it back again and it's not quite the same because they're not quite the same people anymore and it's it, it feels almost a bit sad but yeah I am I'm on the fence I think a little bit about this I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm getting massive arse ache off I'm I'm on the fence so hard mm-hmm. on this that I don't quite know where I stand. But this was the centerpiece of the whole episode. And if you like Jeff Hardy, like Tempest came into the office after he did the reaction thing on or also on this on this channel. Yeah. We had to we uploaded it twice in fact. Yeah. He walked in and he just said, This is the time. <laughs> this is the time it works out. Yeah. And he was obviously doing that quite tongue in cheek. But I think deep down there's a bit of him that wants that. Obviously, obviously, we all want this to be the time that it works out. Uh, for me, I'm way past that point in that I in that I think it's going to happen. So if people look towards this episode and go, "Wow, what a great episode!" I look to it and go, "Well, the main newsworthy bit is really quite complicated for me to get on board with." Where do you fall on? So one of the things that you know there are ardent defenders of this to be like. Look, he's got help. It's this, that, mm. yeah. You know, oh, he's, yeah. he's gone to rehab. Maybe this will be the time that it works out. This, that, and the other. Um, those who are attacking me, like, nope, this is bad because of X, Y, and Z. You know, Jay Briscoe just passed away recently mm. because of a car crash. Mm. Like, you know, do you really want to be bringing back Jeff Hardy at this point? But the people who are on defense of it were like, well, the Usos just main evented WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the difference with yeah. the Usos no, that's, then? That's problematic too. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they were never punished, really. And it's such like a, oh, yeah, but drop the titles first and then we'll suspect, you know, yeah. that's that's also, that's also murky. Um, but yeah, with the Jeff thing, he's got a l- much longer running, but this is 20 years now of, of rinse and repeat issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, we so, literally just ran through it. Yeah. Like going back to, you know, uh, you know mid early 2000s when he first got released. Mm. And then it's just bouncing from company to company and leaving because of various different issues and then just being picked up by a different company. Yeah, it's it, it, eventually it does not reach the point where the person doing the thing is absolved of all responsibility. But then after a while, you do have to look at the forces and industry around that person and, you know, the fans as well. Everyone popped when he came out. I went, huh. Yeah, I had a mild pop when he came out. Like, how much is everything enabling this person to keep getting in these positions, their body hurting because that's the nature of wrestling, and it it sends them down a certain path. Addiction is a disease. Yeah. And, like, addiction is, is not something that you can just mess around with. Addiction is not something you can just get over. Um, so it's, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think that this is a big test for Tony. This is a big test for Tony Khan. Like, what the guy's not been through adversity. <laughs> It'll build him. I, but like, you know, this there's a lot of heavy stuff there. If we just pair it back to, okay, are you excited to see him in a wrestling capacity? Based off the two, three months he had last year, no, not really. Those were some bad matches. And they were going to win the tag belts. Yeah. 
like they, you know, that they were supposed to have the tag belts put on them before Jeff had his incident. You know, Jeff. Well, I, I'm not. I shouldn't really use the word incident. When <laughs> Jeff broke the law, yeah. um, and it had to go to rehab, they were going to win the tag titles. I could imagine Tony would be looking at it and be like, hmm, maybe we could. Oh put yeah, the-, the the usual Tony pattern is ah, I didn't get to do my plan. It's been paused. It's going to happen again. So I think looking at this, they'll have a feud with the firm via some weird... Maybe also in the contract was a thing where if Jeff Hardy returns. <laughs> so there'll be a match there. But good God, like a, an eight-person match? Because you've got yeah. Hook and you've got Isaiah Casti as well on the babyface side. Versus Big Bill, Moriarty... Ethan Page. Ethan Page and Stokely? The Ass Boys? Well, here's the thing. The Ass Boys didn't get mentioned yeah, in this yeah. segment. That I, I, I made note of that. I was like, huh. I was right. The Ass Boys are not in the firm anymore. So they think... were listed the other day, though. Were they? Tempest saw it on an no. AEW thing. They were listed as the firm Ass Boys. Oh, they weren't mentioned here, though. No. I, we, maybe that should have been the lead. <laughs> what is the status of the Ass Boys? So I guess you could do an eight-man at the pay-per-view um, just to get, you know, finally Matt and Isaiah Casti are out of their contracts. And then where so... do you go from there? Hardy's Bucks FTR? Yeah, Hardy's FTR. I don't. Know, I, don't I, know. I just want the FTR Bucks match. Like yeah. that's that's the problem. Is I want FTR Bucks three. I don't want a third wheel in there. Mm. Look, I'm all for the Dark Order being put into the, <laughs> the Blackpool Combat Club and Elite Storyline, but I don't need the the Hardy Boys in there murking up my horses. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast.
Let's see what everyone says on the Omega Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your Omega Chats there. Joey Human Bean says, good for Jeff. Hope he can truly turn his life around this time. Everyone deserves a second, third, tenth chance if they put in the work. I mean, I still had faith in WrestleTalk through the Louis Dangor years <laughs> and it paid off. Speaking of hot takes. <laughs> uh, 35 Antonio. It's sad when Jeff returned. I rolled my eyes instead of getting excited. Jeff has no business being back after two, uh, two back-to-back, after back-to-back DUIs. People defending this should keep the same energy as if it was WWE giving Jay a pass. Like, Sonny, when it's time to say enough. When is it time to say mm-hmm. enough, yeah. Uh, Jake Egan as much as I would love to see Jeff Hardy wrestle weekly both in the singles and tag team division I think it would be best that he wrestles as a part time wrestler so that he isn't too stressed physically and mentally causing a potential relapse well that's what I was saying like this is a really big test for Tony Khan here because Tony Khan had a lot of issues last year sorry I I will mute my laptop Mm. Um, Tony Khan had I, I think a bad 2022 because not only like and this was like Jeff's almost the first part of that it was almost yeah. like, like you know that and then all the issues he had with through Forbidden Door which a lot of which wasn't his fault it was just concussion based issues but then one person who had a concussion came back and then just immediately got another concussion then all the CM Punk stuff and all the Andrade stuff mm-hmm. and the other I think this is going to be possibly a, the biggest test that he'll have unless Punk comes back and it's then oh, managing, yeah, that'll... <laughs> that ma- managing the Punk relationship Yeah, but like you know <clears throat> This is this is pretty big as a boss. Yeah, uh, much bigger test than the ninety thousand seater stadium he's going to aim to sell out. But there's not much outside of his control on that one, is he? Either people buy tickets or they don't. You got to put on the best product possible. Which is why he brought Jeff Hardy back. Just <laughs> Jeff will probably sell some tickets here. Uh, Chris James Lilly says, "Hi guys, I'm really shocked Jeff is back. Glad he seems uh, good. But how many times have we said that and been wrong? I just hope this doesn't end with him blah, 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 or himself at the rails because at this point." Uh, blah blah blah. Well, yeah, it, it's it's something that we're we're all concerned about. Uh, yeah, a lot of overall there. I would say nobody is like, yes, Jeff is back. Those are four messages of where we're at, which is you know concern essentially. I mean, almost trepidation. I, I was wondering if you had to put up a poll at this point, get Modman to put up a poll, and yeah, I, I think add into there a wait to see option. So like, yeah, you know, almost like a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle for the Jeff Hardy return. But you're more your your excitement for it do you want to see jeff hardy back in aw yes wait and see no there it is i would say no mod mother if you can hear me could you please uh put up that poll My notes have just disappeared. Oh, no. What's happened there? WrestleTalk Podcast, the date. There it is. We opened with, well, we opened with Jay White in the sting. Yeah. Well, in the opening, the opening credits. Sorry, that was that nice a, to see. That AJ Styles feed might still happen. You never know. <laughs> Our three count video that goes live for Backlash tomorrow. As it tomorrow it goes You're up. still pushing it. <laughs> So, I mean, spoilers for it's all I might say. It's still good. It still might happen. But no, um, I saw some people who were uh, disappointed that there was no real Jay White presence on this show after his debut last week. He got a promo. He did. With the Bullet Club Gold. Gold. Yeah, I, to be honest, it's like that, that's the AEW pattern. Is You you show up, you, you debut the week after that. 
backstage video promo. Yeah, yeah. You don't like, want to, you don't want momentum. <laughs> no, you want adversity. Oh yeah. Uh, we got an opening match, a terrific opening match of Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland, well, this whole angle actually coming off the back of Rampage. Nice to see the shows feeding into each other yeah. as opposed to here is the Rampage stuff, here is the Dynamite stuff. It's because Ra- Rampage got a good rating this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll take some of that. Um, and we got Swerve Strickland last week announcing a merger between uh, his mogul faction and the embassy. the embassy. I think it's a WWE thing, right? Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not really a faction that goes well together. No. I quite liked... Uh, was it Parker Boudreaux? Parker Boudreaux. And the other the, the bigger lad. Yeah, well, I think... Because they had them in a match, and they were like, oh, no, I think they're rubbish. <laughs> um, probably just put Brian Cage in there. Yeah. yeah just, just give it Brian Cage instead. I just... I can't... Can't I don't know how many more times I think Brian Cage is going to leave AEW, <laughs> and he still shows up for work. I'm sure Melissa Santos thinks the same thing. <laughs> don't say that. She'll come after us on Twitter now. Don't say that. Um, I I love Brian Cage. I love Swerve Strickland. I really like Prince Nana famously. I'm not being sarcastic. I love him in Ring of Honor, um, and he's Hardy Evans feud and all that stuff back in the day, but. This doesn't feel like a no a, a, a real faction. This feels like a, a dragging down of of Swerve Strickland. Mm. Like when like Swerve broke up with um with the the Keith Lee act, and I was like, cool, this is it for Swerve now. Like we're gonna go on a big time a big ride here for Swerve and ride a big wave of momentum for him. And then he debuted like these you know nobodies, and I was like, oh okay, this feels like that that's dragging him down somewhat. But Rick Ross brought him back up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Accusations. I was like, okay, we're kind of back up on the rise a little bit here. And then it's like, oh well, because Keith Lee's been off TV, we can't really do much else with with Swerve, I guess, because what else am I supposed to do with him? And now him with being in the embassy, I was like, oh, I just feel like another thing of just just dragging him down somewhat. Mm. It's making him feel not not quite as cool. I think it's because the embassy have always been presented as complete jokes and and absolute nobodies who can't <laughs> buy a win. Yeah, that I I do I wouldn't put them with Swerve Strickland because they were yeah, in the sort of the dynamite presentation of them. Granted, them Ring of Honor, they are still six man champions. But on AEW TV, they've been used as a sort of firm level act yeah. to to give the baby face some people to be on the way to the actual main boss. And I think Strickland's better than that. He is. I, I honestly think he is upper, upper mid card. And then occasionally, yeah, he can just challenge for the, the world title. Yeah. And it will be fine. And then in a couple of years time, hopefully in that world title main event mix. There feels like there is a huge crop of AEW talent that feel like they should be in a TNT title picture, but it's only Wardlow that's there. Yeah. <laughs> the only what guy- are we going to go back to? Exactly. He's like, it's Wardlow and whoever his next person he's got to get the belt off is. Yeah. But this was a fantastic match I great thought. match uh, Darby Allen was brilliant as always Swerve Strickland he just wrestles like nobody else the things he does it's, it feels like he's a knee type Pokemon but not in the V trigger style it's like he just <laughs> yeah jumps down onto his knees over and over again when he did that leaping double stomp like over the top rope onto Darby who was hanging between mm. the ropes and then down to the floor I thought it was like this is awesome this is so cool and that Reverse Hurricane Rana from Derby off the apron outside. The whole crowd, like, that, the match was good already. But at that point, the whole crowd went, yep, yeah, this is awesome, doing yeah. the chance. 
Uh, we got the Mogul affiliates come down, though. They weren't at ringside for the whole match. Uh, Prince Nana interfered, then Brian Cage interfered, then Swerve Strickland went to get a chair. A little bit of a kerfuffle. Darby managed to get the last supper pin that he, meaning he won the match. And then Mogul affiliates went away because MJF came out. So this is my real main issue with the show. And, and this is that I am such a big fan of Swerve. I think he's got so much upside. Now is the time to make him feel like a credible threat. And I know people are going to go, well, Darby, he's obviously building for this excellent Four Pillars, Fatal 4-Way MJF world title match. I totally agree. He shouldn't lose either. Then don't book the match. <laughs> so here is my... My only defense I could think of for this, because I do agree, mm -hmm. because when Swerve came out, I was like, oh, this is what a great bit of presentation. Opening match, Swerve gets the win. That's going to be a really good thing. And then Darby came in. I was like, oh, no, wait, Darby's going to be going for the world title. So Darby's going to win this match. That's a shame for Swerve, actually. So I agree with that. Here's the only bit of defense I think you could level again, like level for this decision. And they did put this over on commentary. Darby won with the Last Supper. It's the only way he's been able to beat Swerve. So they've had two encounters in AEW, and both times he's had to like resort that. to the Last Supper uh, to pin him. And when MJF was then doing his promo afterwards, and he brought up the Derby match and was like, I won with the headlock takeover. And I was like, oh, that's bringing up a loss that's come back previously. And he did the same thing with Jungle Boy, being like, you know, mm. we wrestled on pay-per-view, and this is how <laughs> I, I won that match. And it's like, okay, you can at least use this as a story to for, oh, yeah. for, for match three. It may seem like it is bad in the moment because you you are beating someone after debuting them in their new faction, but at least you are doing something that can set up something bigger down the line. So I, I think there is an argument with that. I'm not saying it's a good argument. <laughs> I'm saying it is an argument you could give. The better argument is don't book the match. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I want to see Darby and Swerve be forever feuders yeah. and... Darby just keeps on beating him with the same pin until he doesn't. And that's a huge moment. I don't think now's the time to tell that part of the story, though. Yeah. Uh, but we did get MJF come out after this. Oh, AEW are in the chat again. Oh, no, I've been criticizing you. Hope you're feeling better this week, Ollie. Glad to see that you're back. <laughs> it's because they, they were in the chat last week and they were very concerned that you weren't on the oh, show. Oh, it was a great show last week. <laughs> <laughs> I still watched it oh. through my bleary, like voiceless state watching it at home so a uh, bit of an update from last week's episode when AEW came into the uh, into the chat they asked if they could come to a uh, we might do like a fan meetup or something oh, like no. oh we'd love to come to that um, we then said uh, anyone who's not booked for the show well it's an open shot for the championship <laughs> <laughs> so we could get Eddie Kingston going for the championship well, if he's not booked then yeah. Eddie can come down and he can challenge whoever is the champion is for in, in predictions mm -hmm. warfare um, so yeah I thought this was a five out of five <laughs> 100% show. Swerve is just such a good wrestler. He's going to he's going to be okay anyway. And that's what I always in, said. Uh, you're in you're in luck here because we're about to talk about a really good segment. Exactly. So MJF comes down and we get the latest of the MJF talks to one of the four pillars segments. And I think this was the best one. It is, yeah. Oh, actually, I haven't spoken about pennies from heaven from last week in my croaky state on Thursday. <laughs> I was singing that all weekend. It really took me back to when you and I did our own dinner debonair. If we were 
together last week, we would have done. Probably a would have done a cover, yeah. Yeah, I always think of Elf when I hear that song. I said the same Did thing you? in last week's episode. Yeah, yeah Pete didn't get it because he's an idiot. <laughs> I played. I, I liked it so much. I played it to my lady partner, and she went, "It's not Christmas." I was like, "Well, no, it's it's not actually a Christmas song. It's in a Christmas movie." <laughs> Anyway, so MJF comes out and he, he, he's he got the, the whole idea of, well, all you losers with your morality and your good deeds and stuff, that is just a coward's way out because you won't do what needs to be done. Brilliant heel motivation. And then Darby cuts this excellent reply promo. I've not really thought of Darby as a strong promo guy in the past. I think he's doing the best work out of the three others. I th- I thought that when they had the the original promo, when all four of them mm. were in the ring, I thought he was the best yeah. of the the you know of the three because obviously MJF is tippity top. But I thought Darby was the best of the challenges. I wasn't a big fan of Sammy's promo last week, mm. um, and I think JB is doing much better now than he has yeah. been previously. I think the Christian Cage feud has massively helped him in that regard. But Darby's just always had it. Mm. He just doesn't have a lot of mic time. And usually when he does videos, it's just, oh, look, here's me, my latest student movie that I'm trying to submit. I, I couldn't pass the course, all right? So I'm <laughs> making it for AEW said, hopefully Tony will pass me this time. But he just cut this great promo. And, you know, I, I, I actually thought that MJF has some really good lines there. You're not a daredevil. You're a gutless coward. Mm. And he said, do you, know, uh, do you not think that I know that I'll be alone on my deathbed? But that's okay. Because I'll, I'll have this. Oh, it was really, that's really cool. That's all that matters that's in life. That's all that matters. And Darby's there like, no, it's the people close to you having good lives too is the thing that matters. And, he and Max's brought, like, nope, nope, you're a loser. And he brought up that, you know, Sting's your dad and this is daddy yeah. daycare and things like that. And he, Darby said like, Sting's not my dad. You know, I think of my actual dad, you know, mm. when I'm, you know, talking about this. But Sting is my best friend in, in this whole company. He's the guy that has my back. And out came Sting. Oh, could I just, oh, yeah, just uh, a bit more on Darby? Because he talked about how um, he asked Max, are you happy? Uh, because when they met six years ago, when they wrestled on an indie show in front of 30 people, they <laughs> he asked, like Max said, well, when I get on TV, I'll be happy. All my problems will be sorted. Is that true? Because the first year I was on TV, this is Darby talking, I got therapy because I didn't want to be one of those people happy on the outside. Don't think anyone's ever said Darby looks happy on the outside. <laughs> but, but also... The face paint of a happy child. Yeah. Uh, but crumbling on the inside. And he spoke about how he got his father, his parents a house and he helped his father retire early because of the money situation. And yeah, like the crowd started to chant for therapy. And I just thought, well, like... You're getting people to actually cheer for therapy. And last week, Max got people to cheer for ADD. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, coming up in the early noughties, that was a way to be a comedy heel. Oh, you're going to go to therapy? That is a that is a source of mockery. But now, it's, it's like, what a beautiful company AW is. I was always going to say this before I knew they were in the chat. I was always going to say that. They might have just heard your first bit and we're like, oh, it turns out they're also got a bunch of dicks. Uh, I mean, yeah, therapy is a beautiful thing. I, mm. I did therapy last year and I yeah. can I can highly, highly recommend it. I've not done it. I don't need it. But <laughs> I, I, I recognize that it's good for other people. But anyway, out came exactly. Sting. And this might be one of Sting's best promos he's ever done in his entire life. So good. This is awesome. It was like a good version of when he was trying to do Joker Sting in TNA. He referenced that in, I know. in the pro. He came out and he's like, look, I'm not Sting's dad, but you know what I am? And he pulls out a pom-pom from his I'm a Darby Allen cheerleader. And he starts pomming <laughs> Jeff in the face. 
And then got more pom-poms out of his jacket like yeah. he was a magician. And then he basically just ran through his career being mm. like, I wanted to be a mentor to Darby <laughs> the same way that Ric Flair was a mentor for me. And then I went through a lot of things. Crow Sting, Wolfpack Sting. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to mm. Scott. Oh, you know, I love you guys. And he said, yeah, sure. Like, I, you know, you want to talk about daddy daycare? Well, you were brought up in Cody daycare. <gasps> oh, oh, did I say Cody? Great line. Yeah, and really great good. reaction as well. And then when he did that reaction, he was like, turns out there's a bit of Joker in me all along. <laughs> Loved that. Referencing Joker Sting. TNA <laughs> will never die as long as AEW is around. You think Jarrett's in the back before Sting goes out? Hey, hey, Sting. <laughs> right down in the script. <laughs> This will pop, Luke. <laughs> um, the, uh, usually, when AEW, or even WWE for that matter, have done the reference to the other person, the other company, I've been a bit past it. Hasn't really got me the way it used to. You know, CM Punk just had to mouth the words Ring of Honor, and I'll go, <gasps> back in the day. This was a really effective use of one. Yeah, really good. Because uh, it's really all good. about MJF's character. Yeah. It's not about the, yeah, good the point. cheap pop that it's about Cody. Cody has gone to the other company. It's not like he's like, and he lost at WrestleMania. Yeah, didn't bury it. Yeah. Didn't bury it. It was basically just bringing up. And it's using MJF's words against him. Mm. And I, that's why I don't think it was like a cheap pop yeah. type thing. It was it was, it was was more character. I also liked he did the, the whole, I've got a fever. And the cure is more pom-poms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but Sting said, look, I've not got the desire to go after the championship anymore. My my showtime is coming to an end, but his showtime is just beginning, you know, getting over Derby. And then Max spat at Derby and what up, and that was a segment. But the the important bit there is Sting is probably going to retire this year in some big, great Muta eight-week send-off retirement tour. Part of that will be all in London. Mm, I'm just yeah. thinking, wait to sell some tickets. Sting's retirement tour. Part one of eight. Yeah. Yeah. So th this was the first time that I can consciously remember Sting in AEW saying, I'm going to retire. Did it every year in TNA. <laughs> so I do take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. I think it's probably more real this time. I thought that in 2010. <laughs> thought surely this surely is the last this... year for Sting. I... I just, if we could have one more Joker Sting run, it's, it's all I want. He could, he could bust it out, can he? Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs took on Silas Young. Oh, Silas Young's made I TV. Know. Brilliant. I love Silas I Young. I can't wait. When they advertise Silas Young versus Powerhouse, I'm like, oh, big meaty mm. men slapping meat. I cannot wait for this. Oh. Oh, no. The, uh, this was all just about introducing a car. And Silas yeah. got no entrance and Hobbs squashed him. Which made me sad. I yeah, think. made me sad. I d I'm not against it though. I totally get why yeah. you do it. There's only so many Ring of Honor names you can you can highlight. Uh, but yeah, we're big fans of Silas Young. So this was a sh it was a shame for us. But I get booking wise why you did it that way. What I didn't get booking wise <laughs> was Powerhouse Hobbs arrives with QTV the faction in this car. Really cool looking car. Looks like a Hot Wheels car. Yeah, I mean, okay, do you know how cool this car is? AEW's, the way they share out their media photos is through an app. Mm. And that app updates, and you, it's rather than go to, like, on WWE, just go to the website, and you can, you can get images and stuff. But they have an app to go through. There are so many photos of Wardlow and this car. There are more photos <laughs> of Hobbs posing with his car than there are of Jeff Hardy's return. <laughs> 
there are three photos, maybe four photos of Jeff Hardy's return. There are like 15 photos of different Hobbs poses Ooh. with the car. It's like the, that bit in The Simpsons where Cuss is like, look how much range I've got. Yeah. You, well, you know, like Eric Bischoff used to have a leather clad boner for motorbikes. Yeah. So motorbikes would always appear in WCW. We haven't had a car for a while. But there was a period in the lockdown when Tony must have bought too many cars and had to destroy them for tax write-off purposes. But <laughs> every other wrestler was getting a car that would get destroyed the next week. I can't sell tickets to shows. I've got to make some money somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, yeah, the start of this segment, Powerhouse Hobbs comes out in this car, cool-looking car, and the commentary are just like, man, Powerhouse Hobbs sure does love that car. And I'm like, what the? It's the first time I'm hearing of this car. It's it was so, so force-fed. Tell, so, don't show. It's so TNA. Yeah. And I bring this example up a lot, but it's one of my favorite TNA <laughs> things ever. It was, how are we going to get another Samoa Joe Kurt Angle match? <laughs> and so randomly on an episode of impact Samoa Joe showed up with his girlfriend never been mentioned before and he's like oh Samoa Joe with his girlfriend he really does love that girlfriend yeah. he really cares for that girlfriend the end of the show Kurt Angle drags that girlfriend out of stage <laughs> and puts her in the ankle lock to Samoa Joe and then we never hear from that girlfriend yeah. ever again that was the car here yes uh, I really wish because it's a good idea for an angle and AEW usually almost too good at long term booking just have him come out for three weeks with this car. Talk about how great the car is and then destroy it. I got this car because I'm TNT champion. Yeah. Like this is, this, you know, QTV bought me, like QT Marshall bought me this car because I'm the champion. This car should have debuted the following week after the TNT title win. Yeah. And they're all yucking it up. Ha ha, we've stolen Wardlow's identity. He can't travel anywhere. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Look at our car. And then... Now, a month later, we get the, I think it's a month later, we get the car destroyed. Because that's what happened. Wardlow interrupts on the Tron. Powerhouse Hobbs does not move one inch. He just watches his car get destroyed. And they clearly weren't that far away. No. Because the second they took one step forward, Wardlow came out <laughs> yeah. from the back. So it was a, it, they were very close. Do you think Hobbs is there like, well, I can't, can't interrupt the pre-tape <laughs> because it's already been filmed? Do you think, here's a potential, idea, uh, you know, Here's, here's a reality of what might happen. Uh, they ordered the car to arrive, but ordered the forklift to arrive in three weeks' time. <laughs> something got mixed up, and they just both arrived on the same. They were like, well, I guess we've just got to shoot the angle now. Yeah. Well, that, that's what, like, Wardlow was whacking the car with a lead pipe, and it was doing okay damage. I, but it was a bit like, he needs to step this up when a he bit. Tried to, when he tried to scratch it, I was like, did, did he get it? No, Mark. Did, did he get it? <laughs> It's hard to, and it is, it is nights. I can't quite tell. I think he worked it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually rubbing his back of his hand across the side of the car. Don't indent it too much. <laughs> but then thankfully he did get a forklift and then business picked up and he annihilated the car. He flipped the car. Great car injury angle. Yeah. Just, just do it three weeks after the introduction of the car. Matthew of Botchamania said, wait, because there was a, my favorite moment of this is when he stepped out of the forklift, almost turned around to it, and the forklift went into business for itself and rolled forward <laughs> to attack the car some more. And Matthew of Botchamania was like, he's looking at it like a proud dad. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, Wardlow then came onto the stage, and I don't quite know what happened. There was a brawl, but QTV and Hobbs, despite there being like, five of them went away 
Well, security broke it all up. But Aaron Solo was still there and he got powerbombed hard off the stage. He went through one. He was meant to go through two, I believe. Mm -hmm. Went through one and his head just must have whacked the back. So I hope he's okay. I look nasty. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sick of seeing Wardlow going after the TNT Championship. I'm not not infused for this. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. But the car. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm tapping out of Wardlow going after the latest heel who's got the TNT Championship. Yeah, because, because I, because I guarantee you what will happen. He'll win the belt back. Some other big hoss will show up, win the belt off of him, and then it's all about the chase, brother. Give me Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yes, and then Swerve Strickland can muscle his way in, and there's your three-way thing. Much, much, much happier with that. You know, like you were talking that AEW has about 20 people who should be in the TNT title picture. Yeah. Keith Lee, Swerve Street. Malachi Black. Malachi Black. Uh, We got a video promo backstage, uh, pre-filmed with Jay White and Juice Robinson. They introduced themselves as the greatest era of the Bullet Club. Bullet Club Gold! (laughs) I said uh, three weeks ago on on the WrestleMania podcast, I don't think two weeks ago, in fact, I don't think Bullet Club's the answer. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're trying to like really turn things around or try and like reignite some, because people are like maybe Cody could bring in because this is what Jay White hadn't signed with AEW. Maybe Jay White can come in. You can do Cody and Jay White as the Bullet Club. I was like, I don't think that's that's the answer anymore because Bullet Club's not yeah. as cool as it once was. Um, but no, here we are, still trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're Bullet Club gold. Uh, I I was I was really excited to see Jay White debut last week, and I love Ricky Starks. I don't know if I'd put Jay White in at this level, unfortunately. I think you want to put Jay White into something much higher up the card. I agree with you. And I think this does feel, well, it, it should feel like that. I think the idea of this is this will elevate Ricky. Mm. Because the, when Ricky first went into a feud with um, Juice Robinson, we were like, whoa, this is a bit of a step down from feuding with Jericho yeah. for eight months. What you want to do now is you want to like have him go into another top-level feud. And because Jay White does feel like a top-level guy, I think the idea is this feels like another level up for Ricky Starks. Whether it does or not, it's a different matter. Buddy Matthews took on Orange Cassidy uh, next, and Cassidy is just having the best run in wrestling right now. It's incredible. Uh, I don't know how many consecutive weekly title defenses he's had, but it's got to be got to be a, over ten. Yes, he's getting up there now. Wait, when, where would ten put us? When did he win it? February? I don't know. Maybe I, that's too many. I feel like he beat Jay White six weeks in a row. So um... Jay White? No, sorry, uh, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, yeah. Rack um, up those wins early. Yeah. Uh, I can't... I'll, I'll find out. Well, he, um, he... He wrestled a great match. And it's like... You look at Orange Casting, you think, well, you're a comedy character. And what he's really proven, if people were in doubt anyway, because he's much more than that, he's, he's an excellent wrestler. Not just from a technical ability, but from a timing and how he tells stories. This was all worked around his injured hand. So he couldn't do the orange punch. He'd try and hit the orange punch. It would hurt. Um, and Buddy Matthews, I thought, was the perfect foil for him. He's he's such a snappy wrestler. Like he yeah. just, everything snaps with Matthews. Somebody in the chat saying it, they think it's at 16 title wow. defenses that he's had. He won it in October. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought it was the TNT title for some reason. Yeah. No, he won it in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's because they renamed it. They leveled it up. They leveled it up. Shazam! <laughs> Such a successful movie to attach it to as well. 
I uh, do worse than Black Adam. I thought this was a terrific match. This I is loved, awesome. Love the finish where Buddy went for the ropes to run the ropes. Orange kipped up and went for the orange punch, but it was a fake out from Buddy. Buddy hit the stomp, gets a near fall, and then Orange gets the mousetrap pin. Commentary putting over, kind of similar to Darby's Last Supper, that Cassidy was just really eking out he only goes to that part of his offense in yeah. dire situations and that you know they were pushing that in the last uh title defense he had as well being like he is mm. running himself ragged with this belt i don't know how many more defenses he's got in him so it really like i really am enjoying this story oh, yeah. of like who is going to be the guy that takes advantage of the fact that we've now got uh, and not only an injured orange Cassidy, but an orange Cassidy that's not running at a hundred percent like really really badly I'm I'm just really enjoying the storyline, and I totally bought some of those nipples. I bought the stomp, yeah. really, yeah. really bought the stomp as a finish. Who would you have to take the title off of them? Pack when he returns from whatever. Yeah, get Pac the belt on him before Wembley. Yeah, that's a good idea actually. Yeah, Pack's a good idea. Pack's a fun one. I kind of don't want him to see it. I don't. I don't want him to lose it. Currently, uh, I'm not bored of this run at all, which is quite some feat considering how long he's had the title. My fancy booking. After Double or Nothing, uh, MJF has retained against the Four Pillars. He's like, I've beaten everyone. Like, I've beaten all the future of this company. And then Cassidy comes out. Yeah. It's like, let's have a match tonight. I'm battered. You're battered from your pay-per-view match three days ago. And you just get a champion versus champion. Orange Cassidy versus MJF. I'd be well up for that. I'd love that. Um, another potential option, Miro. Yep. Just oh come, yeah, just yeah. comes and squashes him. Mm. Absolutely destroys. Because he's him. already so beaten down. I love yeah. that. Uh, I'm sure, Miro would as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you're saying I eventually have to lose the title. <laughs> that don't work for me, brother. Luchasaurus got a vignette. Uh, he, he was with Christian, and he was in a stairwell, kind of basement level. Lots of red, moody lighting. Liw lighting. Broody lighting. Mm. Brood, Brood Luchasaurus. <laughs> Broodosaurus. <laughs> Brutosaurus and Broodstian. <laughs> Chris Brood. <laughs> Could bring in Brutus Clay. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think we're gonna do with this? I think he looks awesome. I like the act. Yeah, and they've they you know, Christian has said that he wanted Luchasaurus to go for some single titles, so like I'd love to see him versus Hobbs. You know, I'd love to see him like or maybe it'll be Luchasaurus to be the one to dethrone Orange Cassidy. You know, maybe that's the, the level that we're gonna be getting to here. Luchasaurus just goes in there, absolutely destroys him, and Christian Cage has got a title belt. Christian Cage then carrying the title belt while his right hand of destruction just wins matches yeah, for him. That'd be great. That's cool. Best friends called out Aussie Open for the IWGP Tag Team titles on Friday's Rampage. I haven't seen the spoilers. I don't know anything, so I'm just... Have you? I haven't. So I'm just saying this as, well, I presume that Aussie Open are going to retain, but wow. What a match. Yeah. They're going to have a big lead in as well from what I believe. Oh, really? Uh, like some NBA playoffs are going to be before Rampage. Oh, cool. So big. It, it could be potentially be one of the bigger episodes the of NBA, Rampage. NBA touchdown leads yeah. into, uh, into Rampage. Uh, I would imagine Aussie Open will win. And I think that might be the first win they'll have on TV in AEW. Mm. Uh, we got the firm stuff with Jeff Hardy's return. And then we got a fantastic large segment with a promo match promo angle afterwards Kenny Omega first off sorry Robert Brood oh like Robert Roode yeah good uh, we got Kenny Omega 
in his house? Yeah, you, it was his house because you can yeah. see the, the portrait of him and Don from back in the day. And he says, when you hurt Don, which we saw a video clip of on this show, that gaping wound. Jesus. Brian Alvarez said it looked like he'd been hit with a hatchet and he was not wrong. Oh, it looked like the eye of Sauron. <laughs> like it, opened, it started talking to me when I saw it. Um, <laughs> when, you put on the, when you put on the ring of honour. Yes. <laughs> um, but he says, when you hurt Don, you, I made me take it personally. I'm going to do worse than blood for blood. Uh, put, putting over the idea that revenge is coming, but Kenny isn't here today. He's not even here today. And then we got the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley versus the Friends of the Elite. Such a lame name. Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler. Look, I, I know we're all thinking it's it's Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews, but this was my match of the night. <laughs> I absolutely loved this match. This was awesome. It was perfectly booked for what it needed to be, which is... Nakazawa and Cutler are these guys' mates. They tried their darndest, but really, they did not even bother John Moxley. But boy, how did they, they try? Tried. Oh, they tried so much. When Nakazawa fired up, I was like, go on, yeah. get him. And he was like trying to hit, and I, Cloud was like, what? what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then Brandon Cutler tags him. I'm like, go, Brandon, roll that D20. Go and get the Nanny 20. He's like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Death Rider. It was, oh, it was so good. I thought Cutler had a red face mask on. Yeah. He was bleeding. So both Nakazawa and Cutler gushing with blood. They were beating down. It was a bloodbath. You know, props to them. They really tried. Uh, but BCC destroyed them. And then Mox called out Hangman and Callus afterwards. Oh, no, wait. They're in the hospital. Kenny Omega shows up. He comes down and the Young Bucks are there too. They jump BCC. They all go to beat down Moxley uh, with, with a, a screwdriver Phillips to their screwdriver. head. Yeah. Well, so I said this last week, but Pete thought it was um, Space Jam's levels of reaching. Mm -hmm. um, the opposite, because they used a flathead screwdriver last week. And I said the opposite of a flathead is a Phillips head screwdriver. <laughs> Phillips Brooks CM Punk return confirmed oh my god and what did he use here he used a Phillips head screwdriver Phillips head is the cross it is yeah Oof. and they've all got their crosses to bear with each oh other my god. there's more signs and you know what you often do with a Phillips screwdriver mend fences <laughs> well not in, in this instance they tried to murder a man <laughs> were they trying to murder Phil <laughs> Yeah, it was a uh, it, it was a it was a very violent angle. It was one of those angles I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but my two sort of takeaways were: how do you do better than murder? Because it's like when you pull a knife out in wrestling; very difficult to top that. Yeah. Or deliver on some kind of punishment or receipt. Secondly, if the Bucks and Omega were there the entire time. Why did they not help Nakazawa and Cutler? Because that was the plan. It was it was a it was a ruse to let BCC think that they had run of the roost, and then it turns out that the numbers game was not in their advantage, and sent them packing. So they were the ones who stood tall. They were effect effectively sacrificial lambs. Mm. They knew what their role was in this uh, in this plan. Okay, I don't think that's a particularly good 
Oh, just, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say it was good. Just, just if you play that out, how that would have been explained to them backstage. You know, you play that. Like, they're in the they're in the cabin and they're all talking about. Okay, so you're going to go out there. You're going to bleed. You're going to get murdered. But it's great because we'll look really cool afterwards. And they go, oh yeah, sure, okay, okay, we'll do that. So, yeah, That's taking, not a nice baby face thing. Taking to do. one for the team. My, my second um, uh, defense of it is uh, that it is pro wrestling. Yes, that's the better defense. <laughs> I'm not really annoyed about it. I just thought it was. Yeah, and I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, so you were there. <laughs> Poor Brandon. Maybe CM Punk was on to something. <laughs> and Hangman. You well, know, how can a... Hangman look at this and go, oh, this is how they treat their friends? Yeah. Don't Definitely want to be back with them. Don't want to be one of their enemies. Um, we got a uh, mogul affiliates promo backstage. This is where I felt like they were trying to rehabilitate the the loss sort of thing because he's talking about how he created Darby's legacy. Mm. And it's actually annoyance that Darby is where he is because without him, Darby would be nothing. Yeah. So there is there is clearly room to grow from this. Trying to get the heat back. We got Rio and Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm, which I thought was. was they're doing such a good job with Sky Blue. Uh, I think it was last week where she had a singles match. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that, but didn't review it. Yeah, maybe it two weeks ago. Maybe I thought. I thought. No, Sky no. Blue... It, was, it was Riho and Hater last week. Yeah, which was excellent. Yeah. Um, kind of in two women's matches. <laughs> I, I just feel like Riho, Ruby Soho, Tony Storm. They're great, great wrestlers, and they are making Sky Blue look excellent. This is a great way to get over a new talent with other talent in the ring and through the story. And I enjoyed the match, but it's the same thing we've seen yeah, for weeks. It's the same thing. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, because I when I almost wrote my notes out before the match like took place, which is outcast win, they go to spray paint someone, and Jamie Hater and or Britt Baker and or Willow Nightingale <laughs> run out to make the save. I, I am seeing a lot of the same angle every week. Yeah. So this week it was Hater made the save, got beaten up. Baker made the save. Babyfaces stood tall. And they announced a tag match for next week, which is Hater and Baker versus um, Soraya and uh, Ruby Soho. That's a much bigger match than what we've had. So hopefully there is a bit more of actual progression rather than just various matchups of people and doing the same story. Me and Pete had this uh, discussion last week. Would you have Soraya in a title match or even put the belt on her before Wembley? Oh, that's a good point. Or is Hater actually the better one, the better Brit yeah. to go with? Maybe you build to Hater Soraya. Yeah, I, I pitched Hater Soraya mm -hmm. um, for the pay per view. Two Brits going at it for fighting over the belt. Yeah, uh, but the yeah, it was just the same as normal, but unfortunate. And the main event was Chris Jericho versus Keith Lee. Main event, Keith Lee. What a treat to see Keith Lee wrestle and wrestle. He did. He did. A, a code breaker into a spirit bomb. Oh, a I second rope moonsault. Yes, I love him. The pounce. Yeah. Which actually but the bit I pop most for. Love Keith Lee. Only his eighth singles match in AEW. Well, he has been a tag team for a long time. Which I and, said was a bad idea. Yeah. And was off TV for also for a long time as well. So that doesn't surprise me in the least. Mm. But it's just like, I can't, when did he join? It was around February last year, wasn't it? Was it part of a tournament? He, he he went. He certainly went into the tournament, but his first match was against uh, it was Isaiah Cassidy. Isaiah Cassidy, because he just lobbed him about. It was he, glorious. He yeeted him, I believe. It was limitless. Uh, let's have a look. AEW February twenty twenty two. He debuted. 
Yeah. So basically, the Revolution ladder match. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed seeing Keith Lee wrestle, but as a main event, him versus Chris Jericho had a few good spots, but I found it utterly predictable. Not enough storyline going in, uh, and the 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 finish, which was. Keith Lee really winning, but Garcia interfering and then Swerve Strickland hitting Keith Lee with the chair and that led to Jericho. Was not, uh, with Floyd the Bat. I thought it was a chair. Uh, I, might, I might have got it wrong. I thought, I thought he hit him with Floyd. Could, be, could have been Floyd. It was a foreign object and Keith Lee lost. I just thought, well, yeah, like... I did. That was it. Was sort of the weak kind of predictable. I I, I disagree with you that the, there's there's no story going in here because this is one of the things I really like about AEW, which is that wrestlers are just hey the stories never end. These mm. are just continuing you know characters and personas. So this was a building up a lot of their history they had with together in NXT without saying as much. They were talking about how like you know their their rivalry, this sort of like between uh, Keith Lee and Adam Cole started oh, yeah. three years ago, but it has grown into <clears throat> this mutual respect that they've got for each other so this was keith lee standing up for cole so it's you're right like this has had one week's worth of build but which I, I don't think is the worst thing in the world but character wise there was quite a bit of story going into there because this was keith lee going against chris jericho to show to get show him the respect or show get him to show some respect to adam cole that he didn't do a couple of weeks back i yeah and i totally that's right everything you've just said is right i just i struggled to really get invested in it beyond i love keith lee because when I see him in this position, and granted it's the main event of a show, great position to be in, but I'm just like, they, like you should be getting this more. I feel like there's no real character. There, there should there openness. should be more. Yeah. Um, but you know he he has had his his issues recently, and it's not been on TV, so you can't really do much more with that unfortunately and I, I enjoyed his tag run he had you know i was against it originally but i thought swerve and Aguilar ended up being a really great team and i really enjoyed the tag run that they had i wish they'd had some bigger feuds but mm. I, they had some banging matches so i can't really be too mad about it i'm i'm hoping we get some more out of keith lee but i i we came to terms with this last week me and pete both said i'm super excited that Keith. he's not winning but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm, i've coming to i've come to terms with the fact he's not gonna win because it makes more sense for Chris Jericho to win, mm. to set up Jericho and Cole at the pay-per-view. And, you know, this also sets up Keith Lee and Swerve for the pay-per-view as well. Finally. So, yeah, finally, exactly. So I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a lot of downsides to Keith Lee losing here because it sets up bigger things mm. for down the line. Uh, Adam Cole came out afterwards and tended to Keith Lee, and then they walked off and Cole never looked at Jericho. Doing the mirror image of Jericho's first the, 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 for the Garcia match. What I really liked about that was how Jericho was so incensed by this. He was so furious that Adam Cole didn't show <laughs> him the respect to look backwards, which I think then Jericho will do in a promo next week, which I think will be really fun. Have you seen uh, a lot of the memes when Adam Cole helped Keith Lee up at the end? Yeah, finally, course, his manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because back when Adam Cole was going to get called up to the main roster, there were reports that he was going to be a manager for Keith Lee. Because Vince didn't see Adam Cole as a wrestler, <laughs> just as a mouthpiece. Yeah, it was Keith Lee was going to be the guy to manage. So yeah, overall, I, I controversially apparently gave this 73%. Um, but I do look at this as an average show. And I think a lot of the segments on it, I don't think were great. The women's match was a repeat. The Jeff Hardy thing I'm not on board with. The Swerve Strickland loss, I've explained why that was a thing. The Powerhouse Hobbs stuff, I think you wasted the whole car angle. Uh, the, the BCC stuff and Elite was great and MJF stuff was great. 
but everything else I thought was pretty middling. I mean, it's it's the the amazing thing about your percentage score system is that your score is not bad because if what it translates to is three out of five. But if you say three out of five, that doesn't sound like it's a bad score. Mm. But if you say 70%, like, oh my God, why did you hate yeah. this show? But it's, it's actually 3.5 out of five. Yeah, but it's, it's that's what I mean. It's it's the same thing, if not slightly better. But because that does, it feels so further away from 100, whereas mm. three doesn't feel that far from five. If you just look at it as just a base score level and don't listen to context around it, why I don't like scores. I don't like film review scores. Mm -hmm. I don't like video game review scores because I don't think people then listen to the words you say. They just look for the number at the end. Yeah. So I think you are completely justified in your score. And I think it's right because I gave I would have given this three out of five as Thank well. Uh, but because it is like a 70 odd percent score, it's like, oh, my God, oh, the AEW hater <laughs> returns. What would you give it? Three out of five. Three out of five. Uh, we're saying the same thing. <laughs> Let's say a big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon before we get into our remaining Omega Chats uh, once I've found them. I mean, look, look at the chat here. Three out of five. Average show, three out of five. Good average. Um, <coughs> Mid-show, three out of five. Oh. C on a report card, three for sure. A very oh, okay. mere episode. I think, oh. I mean, I know that you got, people were very angry at you in the Let's Talk News, but... Here on the podcast, people are on, people are on your side. Uh, please go over and support us on Patreon. We've got uh, a After Dark coming later today. Well, it'll be it, next week, but we're it's recording going out today. on Wednesday. But we're recording it today. It's myself, Pete Tempest, and Dave Bradshaw Ooh. making his After Dark debut. Which I'm very excited to hang out with Dave for a little bit. Yesterday, me, Pete, and Laurie rewatched the old Fakador storyline. Did line, you? And did a behind-the-scenes... Oh, yeah. that's so fun. It's really funny. That's available now over at patreon.com forward slash talk. So that's the behind-the-scenes episode that went up. And then, yeah, next week it will be After Dark. The week after that, it will be me and Ollie Davis reviewing WrestleMania 2000. Yes, the set is complete. Which beat WrestleMania 27 by just 3%. Oh, I'm so grateful for it because while it's not great, I think it's only 2 hours and 50 minutes. And you'll also get a shout out on this show if you support the third wild Samoan, James Barefoot. The overstepper, James Nepper. Murderous, James Mutter. WrestleTalk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Vienes El Desi Montesero, Jason Juarez. Spoking, glass today, Jeremy Smith. John Jenkerson, son of Jenka. The singing luchador, Joseph Santana. The voice of the ring, Josh Roberts. Breaking news, Justin Edelheat. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class on the 13th of April 2023, Up Above and Keith Barlow. Right, your remaining Omega chance. Apparently, Mod Mother isn't here today, oh. so no, no poll. 
Uh, I'm just Marcus, says, I really want to be excited for Jeff being back, but I'm much more concerned about it. He keeps relapsing, and I worry that getting back into wrestling and traveling might cause another. Uh, Matt Hennessy, I'm a hardy mark at heart. I want to see them have a good final run and short run as AEW Tag Team Champions. They've won tag titles in every other major North American promotion, except that would be a good story to tell of them getting one more run on top. And that's it, Matt. As long as it's a, a story, because... The what you've just said there, or the first part of that, was like, well, they've won tag titles everywhere else. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a reason to put the belts on them. It is if you Tony can't. <laughs> like if you're if you're a belt mark, then I guess maybe. But I'd I'd much rather them win the belts for a purpose. Mm. They're the most overact in the company, so you put the belts yeah. on them as opposed to, well, it would be nice for them to have that accolade. Ali Zar says, This is completely random, but for all in, I would like to see Dustin Rhodes challenge for the NWA World Championship, just like Cody, so that everyone in the family wins the title. I just think for his last year of wrestling, it would be a nice moment. I mean, that wasn't what I was kind of facepalming about. Though, so that means that Brodus Clay's got to be on the all in oh, show. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't, and I don't think we want to have Brodus Clay on the all. I, th- I think, if anything, you want to be far away, far, far away. From from Brodus Clay. I think that's a nice idea, though, if you can get the, get belt, the belt, get the belt somewhere on, else. Get the belt back on Nick Aldis. Yeah, I think that <laughs> is a nice idea. James Markham, Power Packers 90, if this name is lost. Well, your, your real name was on there. I was at the show. What a night. The Jeff Hardy and Elite Pop were deafening. Also loved the Chicago Sucks chants at the, after the Elite segment ended. Also the Kingo's match at the ROH taping. My God, nine stars. Great show. 10 out of 10. Well, very good. Harrison Earl. Jeff Jarrett should join Bullet Club Gold just to pay off on the fact he ran that cash for gold scheme that one time. Very funny. He's also a Bullet Club member. That's what I was about to say. He's a part of the crew. Also, Orange Cassidy is the greatest TNT champion without actually having the belt. Very well put. Would love to see Mero being the giant he can't kill, though. Like that. I'm just Marcus. Now on a lighter note, Ollie, you made a, a point I had thought of during the elite segment you guys were in the back the whole time watching the bcc beat down your friends and you just let it happen kind of a dick move well pro wrestling it's pro wrestling charles burke jeff's too nuanced so instead let's discuss summertime santa keith lee summertime santa that's he good. looks awesome with the gray hair i know right he looks so good the mm. gray beard as well looks rad he looks like like old man logan yeah he looks more scary uh, God, he's perfect. He looks kind of like the guy sat next to you, uh, gives some sage-like uplifting advice, warmly pat you on the back and say, go get him, champ. Such a mensch. Mensch. Bacon rasher. Hi, lads. When destroying a car, you need to rub a potato along the side and put your keys in the exhaust. <laughs> Hold on, is that right? Also, when Paige said there were more members of the firm, I couldn't remember any. Finally, LIW for life. Pete will destroy you, Ollie. Jam that jam. Hot tag. Uh, missing news name please do let our moderators know it said my own fancy booking because I love the man so much have Cassie defend against a top British guy kept secret at all in and have him lose to Cara Noir who could defend the belt internationally with occasional AEW appearances remember when Pac had the belt and he was defending it Mm. on the UK circuits Cara Noir if you haven't seen them Americans is incredible he's awesome incredible yeah 
Kevin Saline says, Hey, gents, I was at the show last night and had a blast. Got an MJF pre-show anti-Milwaukee promo that prompted <laughs> a cheese and beer chant all night long, plus a later chant for puppies when a kid was brought to the ring so he could be on TV. Puppies meant a different thing back in my day. Sure did for me too. Uh, Alistair Gammon said, To all my nerds in the know, I couldn't help but wonder if that was an LTT screwdriver. LTTstore.com uh, Also, SRS calling you guys out again. Team Fightful versus Team WrestleTalk at All In. Wait, is everything going all in? <laughs> Even the YouTube channels? I We haven't seen this, so please no. do send us... Uh, what that no good son of a bitch has been saying you missed out a few i think there's if you reload oh i i do apologize i did um oh so sorry here but please do let our moderators know because it's your first time ultra and it's your birthday oh. uh, but i wanted your opinion on bullet club gold i think bullet club just feels like a dead brand at this point i'd much rather than rebrand themselves as something different also i'm pretty sure jay white was just he, like left bullet club so I'd, I'd rather try something new. Well, WWE didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> I When I see Bullet Club Gold, for some reason, I just think of uh, a, a Cup of Tea brand's new line. Yeah. PG Tips Gold. It makes me think of like NWO 2000. Yeah. Um, yeah, so please do send in your name because it's been lost in Streamlabs. It do indeed, yeah. Streamlabs Happy do, birthday, though. It uh, has an issue where it does lose some people's usernames, so let our moderators know and they will update us. Matt Hennessy said, The Hardys are my favourite team of all time. I got into wrestling in 2005 because of them. I'm a big fan of both individually and as a team. I hope things work out so they can have a nice nostalgia run in short title reigns and have the Bucks retire mm. them. Uh, well, actually, I mean, we're on the track now. Veg is going to be done by the summer, maybe... He comes in for all in. Hardys versus Edge Whoa. and Christian. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, Edgar Carrasco has been a member for 16 months in a row. Said, I thought it was a pretty great episode. I would give it three out of five. By the way, I think New World Ollie Authority sounds better. Sport Master Talk. Jam that jam. That's why you're not in control. Uh, Juan Villa has been a member for 19 months in a row. Says, Where's Andy? He's in the office. Yeah, it's currently working. Uh, I see Naomi. Want us to thank Luke for my cameo. Sorry my girlfriend doesn't know the difference between NRB and WrestleTalk, but this was a <laughs> wonderful surprise. Thanks. Uh, in case you lose my name, it is I see Naomi. Well, thank you very, very much uh, for uh, booking me on cameo. It was it was awesome to be able to chat with you. Um, I was going to do it a few days ago, but it didn't quite work out. So thankfully, thankfully, your, uh, your wonderful girlfriend was able to rebook. And then I was going to do it yesterday while we were playing Blood on the Clock Tower, but Adam was too stressed out because of technical <laughs> issues, so I just did it with him in person today. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, Mr. Higglesby said, Loved last night's episode of Dynamite. Hope all is well in the new world, Ollie. Luke, if you haven't seen the rebranded Jive Owens, well, be prepared, as I was shocked at the drastic change. If possible, just Google live on air. Remember in Fakeador, we trust. Uh, well, I'll, I'll save that to be a potential surprise for us on the Monday night. Okay. War. Uh, Danny G said hi guys hope you're both well hope you do a fan meetup for all in as I'm coming alone as my girlfriend has vetoed <laughs> also understand the hot tag stuff has been an unexpected distraction but when you all get that sorted I look forward to the promised storylines very good very good Danny I like that a lot uh, ooh, how are we going to do this Ab Abdul Abdul Rakib Bravazia. Yeah, Abdul. Uh, Luke, will we get Joker Sting when Tony Khan promotes Joker 2 in Winnipeg? <laughs> yes! Yes, when Joker 2 comes out. What was it called? Folly Defoe? Yeah. When that comes out and Warner Brothers want to do a nice little tie-in for it, that's when Joker Sting comes Joker out of retirement. Week. Oh, 
I like that a oh, lot. You know Penta's going to turn up in his Joker costume as well. Can I be involved? Uh, and it was El, uh, El Hefel? El Hefel was the old shadow whose birthday it is. Today. Oh. Would you say El ha- Hefel? Happy birthday, El Hefel or Jeffel. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Right, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for joining us for the show. Please press subscribe. Go and watch Tempest's reaction to Jeff Hardy's return and go and watch the WrestleTalk news as well that went up earlier because hot tag fun. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luke Owen. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.